Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are too wild and crazy Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday to you. Cinco de Mayo 2021. You're Ooh. listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Roush is doing the maracas. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo. That's a good call, Roush. Yeah, that I wish the, I would have noticed that beforehand, though. That was the gift Roush brought back from his honeymoon for us. Really splurged. Really classy gift. And we've been using it ever since. <laughs> On every single de mile. Every single de mile. You know it. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you're having a great start to your day. Justin's favorite holiday, he says. To celebrate. But he's working 11 to 9 tonight. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. So my question to you, Justin, do you, do you know what the celebration of Cinco de Mayo is? I've always heard it's Mexican Independence Day, but I've also heard that's not true. So you don't know. At the end of the day, yes. I guess I don't okay. know. You, it's just a good excuse to drink margaritas for just in case. Oh, I love me some some tequila. Now, so favorite kind of margarita? Oh, just the regular. On the rocks. Rocks? You're oh, a rocks yeah. guy? I'm, a rock. I'm not a, yeah, not a slushy guy. The the wife's a big slushy fan. We've discovered a, a nice mango strawberry is just mwah, so good. Especially when you're celebrating the 200-some-odd anniversary of Mexico's defeat of France in the Battle of Puebla. So not Mexican Independence Day. How about that? There you go. A little history for you. I love when we teach Justin history, Terry. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of it to teach me. He was skipping that class. Yes. 1862. You know, day in 1862. Justin. I don't. May 5th. Oh, oh come <laughs> Jesus on. Christ. Come on, guys. Kaylin, come on. Jesus. Get it together. See, you know what my problem was when it came to history? My, and Spanish. My, oh, no, Spanish, I'm a beast. But history, my teacher in high school in history was my cross-country teacher. So, oh, you know, well. didn't didn't really have to work all that hard. Justin in cross-country. You weren't hooking up with the teacher, too, were you? Oh, God, no. Okay. No, he was just a cool guy. He uh, oh. he kind of played favoritism a little bit. Yeah. Well, mm. I, I thought you were saying that you had a bad history experience because your teacher didn't like you oh, no. because you were too busy kind of necking nah, during, he, he loved during cross country. Necking. He loved me. I got away with a lot. <laughs> necking is such a great slang term. <laughs> Need to bring it back. Mm. I loved when in, uh, in Harry Potter they would call it snogging. Oh, did they? That sounds... I like it. Sounds much dirtier. That does. Yeah, no, that, that very, definitely. Very that dirty. definitely does. Uh, that sounds dirty. Well, it's a good day to hit up Salsaritas. Yes. Every day is, but Cinco de Mayo. They they. It's gonna be first off. I'll just let y'all know this. Probably gonna be kind of crowded. Yes. Normally at Salsaritas, it's like a two minute experience to get your food most of the time. If you if you hit them at maybe their peak lunch rush, you don't get that same experience. But 
if I were to go there like I normally do anywhere between like, you know, I don't try to go right at noon on the dot, but sometimes I'm hungry at like 11.45. Sometimes I don't get hungry till about 1. If I go around those times, it's a nice in-and-out experience. I think they're doing giveaways today, Roush. They've got stuff going on. They've got specials. They've got deals. They give you money back if you use that. Of course, they always do mm-hmm. that. That's not a special for today, although they may be doing more of Just that. More two, two doll hairs, boom. And they've got, uh, yeah, wow. You're right, actually. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Get $2 off when you place an order just between May 4th and the 9th. So, boom. Right off the get-go. Yep. Yeah, and two, if you, if you want to get out of waiting, too, just order on the app. Go in. Pick it up. Boom. That's true. That's yeah. one way to avoid the line. But I remember uh, it's going la- to be a nice Cinco de Mayo at Salsaritas. I remember last year on Cinco de Mayo. It was the first time, you know, hell, we'd been in the pandemic about two months. And people were like, okay, Cinco de Mayo, we can go get Mexican. Like, that's going to be our... Where it, it was, I don't know if restaurants were starting to open back up all the way to like dine in, but it was at least like you can patronize your local Mexican joint, and it was just chaos. Especially the one of the uh, Snapchat videos I got from um, what's the place I don't like Norton Commons. Yeah, there it was just chaos out there as folks were trying to get their Mexican food. Well, it'll probably be some chaos today. Yeah. Nothing nothing wrong with that, but you can get the wildly addictive chips, burritos, tacos, whatever you what quesadillas, whatever you whatever you want, Saucerita is gonna have it for you. They got two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive-thru. St. Matthews newly renovated, as we mentioned. Download the app. It's gonna save you some money. And you have a fiesta on Saucerita's on your Cinco de Mayo. De Mayo. There we go. Justin, the reason I joked about not you not knowing Spanish either is just because Cinco de Mayo is the 5th of May. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm aware. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm not awake yet, guys. That's all right. Allergies have just been having their way with me. Mm-hmm. And normally I've too. got a pretty good system, Roush, where like I start feeling congested inside a little bit where it could turn into like a sinus infection or something like that. Or congestion and not sinus infection, but whatever infection in your chest. Oh, respiratory. There you sure. go. Upper respiratory. There we go. Normally, if I just like take a Mucinex when I feel it coming on, boom, I'm good to go. But mm-hmm. I was out of Mucinex. Oh, no. So can't get it till after the show today. I'm hoping I'm not too late in the game. Because that's, if you wait too late in the game, that's when you start coughing up all the really nasty like loogies and stuff like that. Yeah. So voice sounds not amazing, but it's just because of pesky thing called allergies. And Justin, that's why if I forget to take my allergy pills for a couple days, boom, it can just come up and get me. I was just, I was gonna say, guess who allergies are not affecting? Because you all talked me into allergy medicine. Yeah, this guy. Well, don't forget to take it because if you do forget for a few days, it will. Uh... I did forget. I didn't forget two days, but I did forget one day. And my gosh, that next day, I was like, "Who definitely forgot my allergy medicine yesterday?" I've got a couple friends where like we could be out on a golf course, and if there's something that there's like they're allergic to out in the grass or in the air, whatever it may They're be, and they don't take their allergy pill, they just will not stop sneezing for the round. Like, no, it's I'm not it, it's to the point kind of funny at a, it's kind of funny at a point, but then like by the sixth hole, it's like, dude, you, you stop. You look horrible. It, like it, you know, it ain't worth it at this point. But luckily I don't get that bad. But yeah, I, I can start to get some of this congestion stuff, which ain't ain't ideal. But run to the store after this roush, hopefully it's not too late in the game. Yeah. To it, to it. Supposedly Kentucky wasn't too late in the game for Tata Washington. No. We had multiple reports yesterday, 
And then it kind of started to snowball a little bit. And then Arizona insiders started to get nervous, and they were admitting that there may have been kind of a, a shift in things. And Kansas is supposedly going to be scooping up another option today, somebody that uh, that maybe Kentucky was interested in. And But the, the scuttlebutt, uh, Travis Graft was the first one with it. Kyle Tucker kind of confirmed it, and then you saw some other dominoes start to fall as well, that Kentucky's moved into a really nice spot for Ty Ty Washington. Roush. Love to hear it. Uh, he also did the old switcheroo, too, where he announced, it's going to be on May 12th, and then maybe 30 minutes later. Oh, sorry, wrong date, May 15th. Yeah. He had his twos and his fives mixed up. I, happens. I think it was Chris Fisher. But somebody came out and they're like, Tata Washington will announce. I talk, I spoke with his father. It'll be the 12th through the 15th. Uh, not sure what date yet. And then shortly after that, Tata tweeted out the 12th. I was like, okay, early in that timeline. Came back a little bit later. Nope, actually <laughs> Late. later in that timeline. So it'll be a Saturday, a week from this upcoming Saturday. I was kind of hoping it was going to be a week from today just because, you know, it's sooner, Roush, and we could get – a little bit more certainty one way or another mm-hmm. on where Kentucky stands with Tata Washington and just more roster updates, who is a possibility, who's not. It would be another name to either check or cross off the list, but the latest scuttlebutt Roush is a check. Not having AAU, not really being able to watch as much high school basketball and stuff like that. I, I get it. A lot of people aren't going to know a great deal about Ty Ty Washington's game, but this dude exploded on the scene late, had that huge second half in the Geico, was that quarterfinals, I believe, against Nolan Hickman. Just had a good tournament all around. That, that's kind of where he blew up. And now I think ESPN had him ranked top 15. Well, I forget exactly. He's He soared up the recruiting rankings, Roush. Are you okay with this? Yes. Very much so, especially after Nolan Hickman goes the opposite way. I would like to make sure that we aren't like, man, that, that podcast after you watched that game, really hope we didn't step in it and go down with one up with another, but he played well enough in that game that you couldn't really say anything bad about him. I like the fact that he, I I can sell myself that, Hey, Kentucky just got a steal where he was a guy that we didn't pay enough attention to because there wasn't anything for to watch of him the year before. This guy would have been a big deal in any other year, but uh, now you have a chance to get another guy from Creighton. Last time Kentucky got a guy from Creighton, he turned out all right. So, yes, all in on Ty-Ty. Ty-Ty is a cat-cat. Well, still Let's make that happen. On 24-7, still 100% of crystal balls are for Arizona, but the thing I've never understood with Arizona is they're going to stink. And it's a new coach, and he could have all the shots he wants, and he could be the guy there. But they're going to be bad. They lost their top point guard who went to Baylor, so Baylor reloads there. And not a lot of pieces at Arizona. And you got the NCAA looking over you and all that stuff. So I never really understood why. If you like a place, you like a place. And who knows what they're promising and all what they're saying. But I never really understood why he'd want to go to Arizona when Mm -hmm. he had – he could have gone to Baylor, could have gone to Kentucky, could have gone to Kansas, more places that traditionally do a little bit better. Baylor, obviously, they're defending national champion. But uh, never really understood the Arizona love, but supposedly he could end up at UK. All right, so I like it. 
my take after that game against Nolan Hickman was pretty simple. I thought Hickman was much better in the first half. His defense bothered Ty Ty Washington. Then Nolan Hickman got hurt, whatever happened, and Ty Ty Washington just took over the game and was dominant, deserved the MVP and all that stuff. Uh, I liked Ty Ty Washington a lot. I really obviously like Nolan Hickman. I'm still bummed that Nolan Hickman's going to go somewhere else. Would have been fine with both of them being at Kentucky and figuring out how you make that work. Let's just say Ty Ty Washington comes to UK. You're going to get C.J. Frederick. That's going to be announced sooner rather than later. You already got Grady. You're down to just one more guard, right? I'd, I'd say you got to at least get one more. If you could get two, that'd be sure. Why not? I doubt you could, though. But, yeah, at that point, Roush, you're probably just down to one more. I still think we need to keep sight on what we were all saying right at the end of the season when we started initially looking at grad transfers and options and targets and who to circle. It was a playmaker. It was somebody that could just, hey, late in the game, we got to go get a bucket. The offense is kind of stalling. Go at least get to the line or get to the rim. Just do something. I still want that, Roush. And I still think that Marcus Carr is that main option for me. Uh I guess you have. We haven't heard anything about Carr in such a long time, so who knows if that's even an option. If that could still be a possibility, there's been more buzz with Jose Alvarado. I still can't believe nobody's really looking in or talking about this this uh, Josh Pastner John Calipari beef, but it's there. If anybody ever wants to dive into it a little bit more, I think it's super super interesting. But it seems like Roush, if I were a betting man today. I'd guess that you're going to get Ty Ty, you're going to get Frederick, feel great about those. Out of the grad transfer options we've heard about, I almost lean ter- towards Jose Alvarado. Just a kind of gut thing, not an inside info, but I do know Kentucky's obviously very interested because Georgia Tech's all bent out of shape about it. Would you like that? If that's your kind of primary backcourt, and you throw in Grady, you throw in Dante Allen, if you want to kind of mix in the threes with it as well. You okay with that? Jose Alvarado, Ty Ty Washington, C.J. Frederick, Dante Allen, Grady. That good enough for Nick Rouse? It's good enough for me, yeah. Uh, Particularly because you have two guys who can get to the rim with Alvarado and Washington. And when you're adding a shooter like Frederick, you've got guys like Dante Allen. You actually have some guys that can spread the floor. You need to have somebody to get to the rim because spacing was just a problem last year. It, It the poor spacing resulted in way, way, way too many contested shots. Uh, and having a guy like Washington who could get to the rim. That, yes. So I, I think I could be content with that, especially having the yin and yang of at least one incoming guy and one older upperclassman guy. And when I mean incoming, I just mean a high schooler. Well, it would be a great blend, just all things considered, of – It'd be an experienced team. Uh, you you know, Ty Ty Washington, you'd still have plenty of freshmen and also Hopkins and Collins and guys that you eventually would need stuff out of. A Obviously, lot of experience, though. You need Washington to be great, yeah, but a lot of experience. Let's just assume Especially Brooks would come back. back. yeah. Toppin back. Shibwe has played a lot of basketball. Lance Grady where... has played a lot of basketball, yeah. And then Jose Alvarado, obviously, has played a great deal of basketball. I w- I'd be fine with that lineup. And I the, – the my – kind of tough situation here with Alvarado is I would love what he would bring to the table defensively. And a backcourt defensively of Washington and Alvarado, that's that'd be pretty tough. And I think Ty Ty would really come into his own as a defender as time went on. 
That'd be a good defensive backcourt, and that's just something we haven't even mentioned really when we've looked at options. We have a little bit, but you still don't hear enough people talking about it. You still need a backcourt that's going to be able to defend. John Calipari's best ones have been able to, so if we want this season to be good, you're going to need a backcourt that, that can play some defense and guard guys. Alvarado would make you much better defensively. I still would worry about even with a backcourt of Alvarado and Ty Ty, you're putting a lot of pressure Roush on Ty Ty being the guy, the guy guy to go to the rim and score. I think he can be. I think he will be, but you'd have to really like you. You certainly couldn't miss. You couldn't be wrong because if you're wrong again, I don't think Al- Jose Alvarado can get to the rim consistently enough for my liking. I think it's good. I think it's solid. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It certainly would be a lot better than last year. But I just want to guarantee that, hey, okay, you need to go get to the rim. I, I can put it on the floor and get there. I don't think I, I don't trust Alvarado enough to be able to do that. He was ACC Player of the Year, though. I don't think he was ACC Player of the Year, right? I think he was. No, I think you're thinking of the, oh, the Georgia Tech Big, I think was the ACC Player of the Year. I think he was Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. Oh, yeah. Well, I think so. Oh man. Well, I'll pull it up right now. We'll I'm, get to the I'm bottom of it. I'm pulling up the the bio. Oh, you're right. Alvarado was defensive player of the year. It was the big the, the big uh, was the ACC player of the year. It's so bizarre. Moses, Moses Wright, who was that good. Georgia Tech had the player of the year, defense player of the year, and won the ACC tournament with Josh Pastner as its head coach. What yeah, but we still felt year. like it was kind of like a lucky, quirky little run into the ACC tournament. You know. Yeah, and then they got. And they, I think they did have one cancellation that helped them out. They they got shafted too with their draw. That was a bad draw. Getting Illinois, Chicago, mm-hmm. and in then the they first were a little round. banged up too, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right. I think there were some questions of who was going to play and who wasn't going to play, but I don't remember all the specifics about it. But so I would be fine with that. He's I still, 23 years old. Having yeah, 20. Heaven, it would be so weird to have a Kentucky basketball team that is. Full of a bunch of 23-year-old guys, but it would also be odd in that they're a bunch of 23-year-old guys that have never played together. So it's a new team. It's learning new guys. It's going to be such a different dynamic moving forward on how we – And I know we adjusted to it early with the one and done, but now it's going to be even more bizarro. And especially with a lot of these guys, I don't know if Alvarado, if that's the case with him or it would be a COVID year, but – Having guys this old playing college basketball just isn't normal. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just different. Well, it's certainly not normal for Kentucky. I guess there's probably some teams that are used to having older dudes because we've seen them from time old man to time River. throughout uh, college basketball and whatnot. But no, I'd, I'd be, I'd be our, I would take it. I would. If if that's it, I think that's, I could convince myself. And then you just kind of really have to hope Ty Ty is what we think that he could be and, and and will become. But defensively, that's so good. You got distributors. You got people that are going to be able to pass it to the other guards that can shoot. And then I just love that Kentucky is most likely, unless something absolutely bizarre happens, going to have C.J. Frederick and Dante Allen. What fun pieces to have. I mean, regardless of what else you have in the backcourt and, and talking defensively aside, offensively, that's tough. And then you're going to get Sheboy on the block, and then maybe you even have Keon floating a little bit as well, Roush. Uh, 
we're okay. Worst case scenario, you could throw it inside. If they're if they're gonna do she boy one on one on the block, he's gonna probably be stronger than whatever the other team has to offer. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of just the influx of talent in the SEC, how that stacks up to others, where the day of the game, what are we gonna be talking about on here? And I mean, did Springer and Johnson return to Tennessee or are they out? Uh I think Tennessee I, lost a good chunk. One of them definitely lost. I, I, I think like, Johnson lost. Johnson definitely, yeah. Yeah, but Springer might be back. So I'm just trying to think of some of the dynamics where – because that's that's going to be your concern this year is just perimeter defense and does Kentucky – is Collins good enough to block shots? Springer left for the draft as well. Okay. I'm not sure if either one have said that they could come back or whatnot, but – I think Johnson is 100% gone. Springer, he is gone as of today, but maybe he could come back. Maybe he couldn't. I don't know. Somebody maybe will let us know, potentially. Yeah, and that, but that's going to be our conversation every going into every game, and that's where you hope that Washington, and if you've got a guy like Alvarado, those guys, you, you can mitigate mistakes with your shooters outside if you've got great defenders elsewhere. Like, not everybody on your opponent is going to have somebody who's a knockdown shooter. Like, that's just not, you know, or excuse me, one of these guys that's just going to get past you. Like, you can tag off on a shooter and, and drag him around. What I worry is that if you've got a lot of these, uh, if you're playing, I don't think you're ever going to be playing Frederick and Allen together, but the switching everywhere, is that going to be a possibility? I don't think so. Like, that, that's where some adjustments are going to have to be made. And I don't know if if that's if Cal's gonna be willing to do that or not. Well, Sheboy will get beat in pick and pop situations against good teams. That will just happen. Against bad teams, you're gonna be able to probably get away with it. Against some good teams, you'll be able to kind of take the good with the bad with it and be all right. But you'll you'll see similar this isn't the obviously best comparison in the world, but similar to how Baylor would just get Timmy away from the basket, then just Gonzaga, already not an amazing defensive team, was just hosed. Like, they were already beat at that point. You already had a mismatch, usually two ways, and well, it, it was just pretty and, much over. So there will be times that, that you're going to have some issues it, with that. It, but then, That's nothing new. It's the it's the the, sh- the guards, the shooters that aren't as great. Because, I mean, as much as Tyler Hero might have struggled early on, he could switch with anybody by the last two months of the yeah. season. And I don't know if you're ever going to be able to get that out of a Frederick or a And you may not. Allen, and then at that you know? point, you maybe put him on the bench and you go with Grady and you go with your yeah. guards and, and you go there. But Sheboy will get put in some bad spots, but then enter Damian Collins. That's what you want. That's why that's what makes good basketball teams is where you can kind of play chess against yourself and say, well, if I do that, what are you going to do? Well, I can do this. Okay, well, if I do that, what are you going to do? And last year, Roush, it was pandemic, and we were having some fun with it, but it was also some sincerity where we thought we had kind of checked and covered our bases. Front court, I feel like for the most part, pretty checked, pretty covered. Back court, we don't know. You, you still only have one player right now where things stand. <laughs> right, right. But Based on where things seem to be heading or where they could head, uh, you're going to get to a point where you can say, hey, all right, well, what if a team does this? And I, I think we could almost counter it with every explanation and actually not just be talking out of our butts this go around with it. But uh, we'd still also hopefully maybe get to see like an open practice or at least get some reports of how things would be going in the summer and whatnot. But 
I guess uh, we got plenty of time to, to talk about that. But yeah, how much uh, how much longer do we got to wait for another trip? Was the last trip in twenty for the nineteen season? I'm trying to. I thought it was with Hero. It was with Hero guys. and Co. So, so that would have been eighteen. That was nine. That was eighteen nineteen. So we'd have to wait till twenty two twenty three. Sure, Which, right not, around the corner. I'm not sure how the pandemics are going to work because I'm sure some teams had trips. I'm sure a lot of teams had trips last year and they weren't able to do it. Maybe some had trips this year and that's going to be tough as well. But that's all right. The, I don't think that, that we, mean, I don't think that means the clock gets pushed back for Kentucky. It may just be come that year that there's like 78 more, yeah. teams taking trips. We need to do that. One of Cal's better ideas was what college basketball have the month of August. Right during that dead period, I think I guess technically the Olympics might take up that that time frame this year, but like August is just a bunch of people sharing their college football hot takes. Like, come on, nothing else. Oh, and baseball, you get like a, Ooh, that got caught on a foul ball with one hand. That's the baseball playoff push at that point. Yeah. But you know, and, and September, so two months. But if you just got like a, a week or two of a college basketball window, that'd be fun. Having yeah, games on TV all the time. I'm all, I'm all for it. I thought when Cal said that he wanted like the season moved up, but maybe, maybe I'm misremembering it. And uh, I'm thinking it was like kind of like a spring season for. Oh, I think you're basketball. right. Maybe like yeah. you know you get spring games. Like why can't we do something like that for college basketball? Yeah, anything like that is good for the sport. You get more of uh, something where people are kind of craving it, and you're getting the ratings of like non. Football ratings and church, uh, the Derby did pretty well, all things considered. But then there were some other ones at the top that were like the Final Four and whatnot. So I do think people still enjoy watching college basketball. It's just they don't want to watch bad college basketball. So. Hey, and you know what? The, the proof's in the pudding and the ratings. Where <laughs> We saw exactly what happened yesterday when Sports Media Watch, they, they, they compiled a graphic that was very, very hot on the streets. Of the highest rated non non football of sporting events since 2019, the top two were college basketball. It was the national championship followed by the final four game between UCLA and um, UCLA and Gonzaga, and then the third most watched event was the Kentucky Derby, which you get a lot of people who oh college basketball is getting ruined. Blah blah blah. They still. Bigger than any NBA games, uh, bigger than all Major League Baseball games. Major League Baseball games were next, but you know, it, even though it's uh, it's not as big on a regular basis, the big events people still tune in for. Same, I mean, Masters was right up there as well, ahead of NBA Finals or anything like that. So, uh, hey, college basketball doing just fine, except the Chargers. Gills and get the hell out of here. I hate the Chargers. People will be watching it even more. Hate the Chargers. Bring those ratings in, baby. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. Text, uh, texts are flying in this morning. Keep them coming. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Roush, I wanted to ask you about a potential football transfer, maybe. Ooh. Get your thoughts on it. See if there's anything there Ooh. or not. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call, Cinco de Mayo edition. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Morning. Smile with the rising sun. 
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and... Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. Roush. Oh, potheads. What an adorable... <laughs> what an adorable bunch of people. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on Big X Sports Radio. want to remind you about the 2021 Big X Sports Radio golf cart, hot off the press. Cherry Run, Old Capitol Golf Course, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake. Come make some golf memories with you and your friends or family. You can play all those great courses for under $25 a round cart included with the 2021 Big X Sports Radio golf cart. Supply is limited. You can get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or give a call to 812-725-1457. That's 812-725-1457. Appreciate you all being tuned in with us this morning. Got rid of one of the worst courses on that golf card, by the way. Oh, uh, not I, not going to call them out, yeah, but I don't think the golf court the golf card's awesome. See, that's the thing, Justin. Is now like everybody wants to know who you're talking about, but oh, you can't they, say it they because keep someday wondering. the golf card could. Yeah, but well, that's I'm not just like our little radio. I, if I'm listening to radio, and I do. If you just did what you did, and I'm not on the show with you, I'm frustrated by it because I want to know the bad golf course. <laughs> well, don't you? But you want to know the bad golf and he'll tell us during the break, but now our listeners can't know. Oh. Well, I mean, all you had to do is have a golf card last year, and you can see who was on there that's not this year. And I'm, I'm not going to call him out because the guy who owns it's a great guy. Well, you did call him out, mm. and you just said how people can figure out how. But I'm glad you actually did that. So yeah. that people that want to actually, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw him under the bus, but they could figure it out. Okay. <laughs> what a. <laughs> You're the best, Justin. <laughs> oh, and if you all... Oh, my goodness. If you gosh. all have not listened to our Patreon from yesterday... Come on. Not only was it a hoot... was a hoot. At the very end of us telling this very... Uh, is it inappropriate? Is it a good way to describe the story? It's not, no, 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 it's just... It's something. It's a story that can't be shared on radio. It wasn't really, like, crass or... It, 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 it wasn't, wasn't like, too. We we kept it high we, we we did. Yeah, we there's a way we could tell it on radio, but it wouldn't be as good and it wouldn't be as fun. So we just went to the Patreon and made it, just told it the way it deserves to be told. Turns out, might have been part over the of, air. Part <laughs> of it may have been over the air for folks that were still tuned in yesterday with our replay. Because we come in, yeah, we come back on again from nine to eleven for the replay of Kentucky Roll Call. I know a lot of people just get us wherever they listen to their podcasts, including now Spotify, but pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. But, yeah, the show comes back on again at 9. I think in the background noise, you could hear us doing our Patreon, but the show was the louder part, so you had to be paying attention to Mm -hmm. it. And there was at least one texter that did just to let us know, like, hey, I can hear y'all. Justin's face. Oh. I think I went white. I instantly felt bad for Justin because, first off, Obviously, thought of myself first and foremost. Like, did I say anything really terrible? Mm-hmm. Probably said maybe something, but the story centered around Justin. So, yes, my second response went and looked over at our boy, and he was uh, he was mortified. Yeah, that was yeah, it was pretty traumatizing. I mean, like you said, it's not a story that can't go over the air. 
it's just not one that I ideally wanted to go over the air. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, slightly embarrassing. Probably my biggest radio goof so far in my career. Hey, that's all right. But it's a new day. It really wasn't that big of a deal. No, it wasn't. And it was. Uh, it was funny, funnier than anything. But yeah, so if you want to hear that story, go on over to the Patreon page, which Patreon page isn't for us to like make a killing, just a little kickback. But if you appreciate the show a little bit and want to do it for just a month, two months, we're appreciative for whatever. Uh, and, and we thank you for it. All right, Rosh, I want to ask you about this. I doubt it happens, but it was talked about on a message board. So I, I want to bring it up to you to see what you think about it. New player, uh, Kentucky still wants supposedly to get a wide receiver. Is is that true to you? I've heard that's a possibility. Yes. Okay, and you lost you lost several. I think maybe at least one or two a surprise. Cleveland gets hurt too. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so, what about Austin P. Grad transfer D'Angelo Wilson? He's a Kentucky native. Hmm. Had I think he was like number one in every pass catching FCS record. 161 receptions, almost 2,700 yards, 25 touchdowns in 33 games. Pretty insane stats. Yeah. Now, obviously, what everybody would be saying, that's at Austin P. That is not Kentucky. Any chance? Anything to look into? Not to look into? He's from Bowling Green. What wouldn't surprise me is that he fits the bill that they're looking for in their receivers right now. They don't want any big lumbering tall guys. I mean, you know, they got Morgan early on. I have a feeling Morgan's going to end up being a tight end. Um, So really, it's kind of Isaiah Cummings is your one post-up jump ball guy. The rest, they're prioritizing speed. This has a little 5'9 guy who's made a lot of plays in space. So I think that 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 certainly sounds like it could be a possibility. His, was his high his ball, his high school was Bowling Green, so there's certainly enough connections there to where that would that would make total sense. I I would have this mindset in basketball as well. In football, I think you can get away with a little bit more. I just love love trying to bring in a little underdog, like somebody that you know people are going to be like FCS dude. Oh yeah, but who cares though? Like how many how many guys got drafted from small schools this year? You know. The NFL, they, they do not discriminate. If you can make plays, uh, I mean, hell, the Kentucky Wesleyan guy that, yeah. I mean, uh, plays for the Jaguars now, and his name escapes me right now, but he would have been one of the best receivers at Kentucky when he was during his time in college. I think that UK might have had Bidette uh, back then, but still, uh, if they can make plays, you take them. I do. 100 and. 60, I mean, he averaged five receptions a game for 33 games. That's not chump change. And he had a 1,000-yard season. Like, that's that's a lot of yards. What, what does so, – because I've, I've heard that Kentucky could go get a receiver from the portal, and it makes me wonder – so throughout this whole process, I thought, you know, Kentucky really only needs like four receivers, maybe five. Because the way that they're going to use tight ends, like, yeah, do you really need to run that many in and out? Uh, and you had some guys emerge, and it, it makes me wonder about those other guys. Like, did Tay Tay Crooms really show that much? 
did the Lewis kid, Rashawn Lewis, did he show that much? Did they have enough faith in them to be a fourth or fifth guy? And when you're going to get another guy, it tells me no. Now, hmm. this is far from happening. Um, you know, it could be down the road. I know they like the future with Magwood, but, uh, you know, maybe he's not ready right away. So this could be a decent little stopgap measure where you know he's at least reliable and can do it at the college level. Well said. Yeah, I, I, that uh, good analysis. I want to ask you something else because I know you, you did a, a you, you did some podcasting recently. Uh-huh. Got to ask you, uh, in you, you know, we could always just call him if worse comes to worse, but got to ask you about an Adam Luckett tweet. Oh. And I like that you all are doing this. I always think this is a good idea. I mean, if you're a fan of UK football, what more would you want to listen to? But uh, like it says, we'll be touching on every scholarship player on the roster over the next two weeks and where Kentucky stands at each, each position. So, like, as thorough as a breakdown as you're going to get. Good, good idea. That, that really, it is. Uh, he says, first up is the quarterbacks. This is anyone's race. I was totally under the impression that it was not Bo Allen's race, that Joey Gatewood was better than Bo Allen. So is this just a misuse tease? Is it just that a tease? Or is it really like, hey, don't count out Bull Island yet. Joey Gatewood was better, but it ain't time to bury him. So this is going to lead me to bring up another tweet. Um, (laughs) Let me answer your tweet with a tweet. Oh, man, and it was a doozy. So one of our competitors, just a tip, Michael Bennett, he's in it to win it. He tweeted shortly after Luckett put this out, don't let anyone fool you. The UK quarterback competition is not wide open. If the season started today, Joey Gatewood would be taking the reins. Even when Will Levis arrives, he will be too far behind to challenge the starting position. Wow. wow. Let's just sit back yeah, and look serious. forward to a great season. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be cat, just the cat, just cats, 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 tip, tip of the cap, intern cats, tip. That actually would be a good name for him. Tip of the cap, tip of the cap. (laughs) That's a hot take. Like good, good. That's how you do radio. No, no, but it's not. It is. No, we have a whole summer to talk about the quarterback competition. In the first day of summer radio, he's ready to say, "Uh, "Y'all are wasting your time." This is Joey Gatewoods. First and foremost, Gatewood is ahead. Yes. But the sentiment that it's wide... We got him, Justin. Luckett's a liar. Let's go get... Gotcha. But the sentiment that it's wide open, I think, is true because Stoops is going to let all of these guys get 10 practices in fall camp to show their worth. Ultimately, I do think it's more of a Gatewood versus Levis, and Gatewood has a slight leg up just because he has the experience. He's worked at it in practice you get more of an like you're going to have a more of an advantage if you're working with your guys on timing, footsteps, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, versus doing it over Zoom. So, because that's what Levis was doing over the summer. So, while the yes, Gatewood has an advantage, it's still up for grabs. But I would think that uh, right now, the sentiment is true that Michael Bennett is correct that. If UK played tomorrow, Joey Gatewood would be the starter. Can but I, to say that Will Levis doesn't have a chance, that's that's just ridiculous. Like, why else would Liam Cohen bring in a guy if he didn't think that that guy could be the starting quarterback? 
That's ridiculous. Kind of do a quote tweet and say shots fired and tag Luckett into it. Just to get, Ooh, just get the radio podcast going. wars. Yeah, can I can I get it going? If you want to, yeah. why not? <laughs> I'll add Luckett's tweet too. And be like, hmm, interesting. Not what I'm hearing. Not what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. That That's would be the, even better. Yeah. Yeah. But, but is, I ultimately do kind of actually agree with Bennett more. That like I well I I totally disagree that Levis isn't going to have a chance. You don't bring the dude in. Yeah, like that's just, that's a silly notion. But here's the thing. Though. But I don't believe that it's not why. I also believe it's not wide open in the sense that Allen has the same chance that Gatewood. Otherwise, we would have heard more positive things about Allen in the spring, and we just didn't. Yeah, but we, we got, did hear we got about some Gatewood nice things though. in his last scrimmage that he did make some good throws. But I do like though that Michael Bennett, who Michael Bennett's a character. As Soup said, he means well. He's a nice guy. I haven't heard anybody say that he is a bad dude. He's one of the nicest out there. But he's also trying to get street cred with like a little bit of scoop, and that's unnecessary. You don't got to like – because here's the thing with quarterback competitions. It's so very fluid. And the first mistake I made doing this stuff was listening to somebody telling me that Reese Phillips was going to be the guy over Patrick Tolles, not realizing the politics of it all. And, like, that that certainly plays a factor into quarterbacks. And a lot can change. Liam Cohen might just like Levis more, and so he's just going to play him. It doesn't matter how much the other person says he's doing well in practice. Liam might like Levis more, and that's it. Like, if, that, so much can change between now and September 4th. If Levis has been on those Zooms, I mean, it seems like the only place he's behind is in terms of going out and actually executing it. Yeah. Which is a big part. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but as it, it, I feel Some like I would say the biggest. I feel like the knowledge of the offense goes a long way in this. No scenario. doubt, no, in 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 the sense of like how far behind are you going to be, Justin? You're right, but still, just the experience of getting out there and having somebody say something literally to your ear, and then you get to do it instead of says it to you through a computer screen, and then you go out and do your own workouts where the other coaches aren't really responding to what you're doing. That makes a difference. But in terms of him being able to come in and hopefully know the playbook and not be too far behind in that extent will help. And you're hearing good things about that, and that's fine. Yeah, I, and then to counterpoint, which that's why, like, like Bennett, there's so much to talk about this, buddy. Don't, don't you know, boil your vote this early. But, like, Will Levis has more in-game experience than Joey Gatewood. Joey Gatewood has one start. He he played a few snaps at Auburn. Like he had a cup of coffee there. Will Levis started multiple games and was a consistent changeup for two years there. Played quite a bit of football, so that's an advantage in his. Like so, like that's why this quarterback competition is going to be fun when it really heats up because I I do think that it's going to get uh, testy and contentious on that practice field, and I think it's going to like Stoops is going to have those quotes where. We're throwing the, we're moving the ball better than we have in so long, and it's going to sound like a broken record. But I do think that's what's going to happen because they need to be playing at the highest level possible to be able to win this competition. It's funny how the tone has changed since Will Levis came to Kentucky because it was when he first came, it was all well. Will Levis is going to be the starter guaranteed. Well, now we got this whole Gatewood thing thrown I, in. The Gatewood. Uh, it's encouraging, though. It is, yeah. Because like you, it's like, oh, so it, it, he got some good coaching. Got some options. And now he actually can be the guy. So devil's advocate, though, what if it's like, we got to say something nice about one of these quarterbacks. 
Like, we, we, you know, we can't this spring. Uh, we got to we gotta get – because if we heard nothing about either one of the quarterbacks and we had no spring game, we'd all be freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And Kentucky, as you had mentioned about the politics of it, they do a good job of getting out what they want out there and what they don't want out there. And they'll they say, wanted it out there that Joey Gatewood won the spring for where it stands right now. Right. But, Justin, you're spot on. When, when, when Levis committed, it was like – Joey Gatewood was an afterthought, mm-hmm. and, and we were all were saying whoever doesn't, whoever finishes third in this quarterback competition is going to be on their way out, well, and we all would have predicted that would have been Gatewood from that spot with literally no inside info on Bo Allen because we haven't seen him play as a college quarterback. And back to the politics, because here's what they could also be doing: they could also be telling us all that it's Joey Gatewood because they want him as a backup. They don't want him to hit the portal before they get a chance to keep him throughout the whole season. Like, there's a lot to this. So, guaranteeing that's a starting a, quarterback yeah. in May, it's just it's it's that's or a great, what, that's a, that's silly. A, that is a great point. Or is, what if Bo Allen's better and they're just trying to set up Gatewood for the portal, like talking him up so somebody will be like, oh, Kentucky likes him. Let's go. Supposedly doing great in the spring. Yeah. yeah, if he can be doing well in the spring in SEC school, that's another just caveat. A mind game. <laughs> or you know, I, I would lean more if we're really going to kind of get into the weeds of it, which I love just doing like hypotheticals and trying to guess actually what's going on because nobody we don't know. It's, mm-hmm. it's you're, and you're all's guess at home on the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is just as good as ours. But Roush, that, that that could be onto something there. It's like, hey, Joe or Bo Allen's a Kentucky kid. He's not going to leave after just two years. He, he right. he's got to see it through just a little bit longer. We know that we can be comfortable with him kind of taking a step back this one season. If we started hyping up Bo and Joey knew that he was third, he's you know he's got no connections here. He right, came right. here just because he wanted to stay in the SEC and still be a starter. And then Levis, he's kind of stuck. You know, he's not just going to randomly drop out when he doesn't even get to camp, before he even gets to campus. So it'll be interesting. It mm-hmm. will be good. Uh, Man, just love it. I do as well. Quarterback competition in May. Let's do a. Uh, what do we want to do here? How about we get some text and then we do a daily double? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good to me. Can uh, daily double now if you wanted. Eh, you know, we'll nah, get a couple. You don't want to daily double too early, right? Perfect. Right? Right? Because then you don't push enough money in. You know, mm-hmm. you got to wait till you build up some bankroll. Oh, do you see Jeopardy? By the way, oh, let's talk about this. We got a new Jeopardy host. What do we think? I haven't watched Bill Whitaker yet, but I like Bill Whitaker. Love him. Maybe my favorite. Well, because he does have that uh, kind of gr- like you want your Jeopardy hosts to have a the the gravitas. And a kind of, I don't want to say grandfatherly touch, but I kind of like that he has that that tone. He is most similar to Trebek, I think, by far. And the fact that when he knows the answers to, you think he actually knows them, not just reading from a card as well. Yeah, and he and like the thing, well, the thing we have to remember about Trebek up until the last few years of his life, unfortunately. Like he wasn't real. I mean, he was a celebrity in the SNL skits and stuff like that, but he was boring. I remember back in like 2002 or 2003, my buddy had a Jeopardy video game. And it was one of the most realistic video games of all time because it was really just Trebek just voicing over the answers. Mm -hmm. But it was just such a boring game. But it was really just how Jeopardy was. (laughs) And it wasn't really until like the last, and he's had a few viral moments, but you got to remember when you're doing as many shows as he does for as long as he did, you're going to have some viral moments here and there. But it really didn't start picking up where he started showing a little bit more personality until the the later years. Right. And I I think Bill Whitaker is just your perfect kind of 
not robotic, but very soothing. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, it's a, it's a, you got to think. So it's kind of like it's a little bit more calm and it's a, it's a, it's a more learning atmosphere. And then just his response is, oh, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Correct. Like it's, a, it's, it's very like video game ish uh. to a certain degree. I really like it. But like I said, it'd have to be a complete goober to go up there for me to probably not like him. I still think Ken Jennings has been the worst. So is he a- Bill Whitaker, I think, is like right there with Anderson Cooper. I, I like Whitaker better just because I think he's a little bit more Jeopardy in terms of being a little bit more boring, if we're being honest. And then if you want to go personality, then you should go Rodgers. But Bill Whitaker, he's dominating, in my opinion. Is he just guest hosting? Yes. For, yes. Everybody's okay. just doing All like right, two cool. weeks right now for, isn't this, that, for this entire season. Isn't that interesting that they're doing it that way, just giving everybody a couple weeks, see I've how they do? It. It's yeah. like a I wouldn't think it'd be the worst thing in the world just to do like a regular rotation, I guess, well, but they yeah. probably won't. I, I'm curious, um because people really they, they were really calling for him and I think he's got a similar tone and gravitas in the way he speaks. LeVar Burton. That's gonna be an, another uh big one that I think yeah. I'm gonna really like. And also, like, what else is LeVar Burton doing right now? You know, 60 minutes, that can be a pretty demanding job. LeVar Burton, reading Rainbow, that show's done. That ship has sailed. Star Trek, he did that. Been that, there. That's the thing. And going back to what Justin said, I'm I'm getting excited for like the new host because it's you know will they be good? You get to analyze. It's Savannah like a game Guthrie the game. is uh, going to be doing it. Which, Joe, Joe Buck. Yeah. Oh man, Joe Buck, given the big football game voice that Jeopardy is going to, man, love me some Joe Buck. But that you know, the more I liked Bill Whitaker, I did think last night that like, oh, Joe Buck's not going to be this. <laughs> you know, like Joe yeah. Buck's going to make it a little bit about Joe Buck here and there. And that's oh, yeah. okay. You yeah. know, just, people have different styles with that sort of deal. So uh, it's been great. Let's do one text because we said that we would. Hey Nick, I'm that dumbass kid from Columbus, Ohio. Suck it. I <laughs> uh, no, you're not. Who's what was that referencing again? Oh, because I just saw I was talking to some kid in line, some dumbass from Ohio. Oh, never, that, was yeah. Yeah, that was him. He's wearing overalls, which I appreciated. You know, he at least wasn't coming in, you know, dressed all snooty fluty. Here's the text that gave us the heads up. So I'm pretty sure your old microphones are still on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to our daily double break. We'll come back hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Roush, remember how much fun we had during UK's volleyball run? Yeah. Well, well, one, we have an update on that. And two, the fun can continue. Yeah. You okay with that? I'm great with that. Yeah. NCAA tournament, confirm fun. We'll come back. We'll tell you more Two about of them. it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh, Radio, 96 oh, 1 FM, 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. This Mother's Day, which is Sunday, do not forget... Get your mom something that truly reflects your appreciation for all she's done over the last 12 months. Get her a timeless and meaningful gift from Genesis Diamonds. Genesis Diamonds with a special selection of affordable gifts for mom. Shelbyville Road Plaza next to Trader Joe's. Right off the Watterson. Easy to get over to our friends at Genesis Diamonds. 
Roush, fun first hour. I felt like that was a pretty good sports I know, hour man, really for sportsy. not really having a lot to talk about, Love to it. be honest with you. So, sports uh, show. You all are welcome. Yeah. We talked about sports. There. You have it. Now, for general nonsense. General nonsense. Reporting for duty. I had more sports to get to. No. But we more? can we can it's always good to kind of mix and match. So if you've got the nonsense. I don't really. Oh. I just, now, now, Justin, I got excited for general nonsense and Roush Lovey. Well, I just saw Typical. a um, list yesterday of the hundred best sitcoms of all time by Rolling Stone. Naturally it was a terrible list. Mm. They included cartoons, which like sitcoms? They included SpongeBob. In blue, like those aren't. It's not a sitcom. I would have X'd out of that page so fast after I saw SpongeBob. The, the number one was The Simpsons. Simpsons is not a like that's. You sure you didn't read the title of the article wrong? I, no, it was hundred best sitcoms of all time. I think they had Seinfeld three. Um, very happy to see Big Bang Theory in the nineties. God, I hate that show. Terrible, terrible, terrible show. What's uh, where where'd the office come in at? It was in the kind of late, you know, like twenties ish. Um, Stupid. Yeah, uh, I, they had Friends ranked really low, which made me happy as well. But like some of the ones that they put in there that only lasted six episodes and stuff, it's like no, you can't, you can't have some Wesley Nielsen. But like Friends was thirty eighth. <laughs> I know that made some people very mad. They had Poops Creek one hundred. That's baloney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You tell me, ninety-nine better shows than Poop's Creek? Yeah, off the the regular office was in the twenties. Sunny twenty ninth, uh, Ma- behind Malcolm in the Middle, which you know it's okay show. But always, not- always sunny at twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Louie is not a better show than Always Sunny. Right, right. No, not at all. Gosh. Isn't Louie <laughs> the one where he dresses up as like a dog? No, that was. Um, Alfred. Alfred, okay. Louis was just Louis C.K., yes. which is kind of problematic in hindsight. Same thing <laughs> with Cosby Show. Like, Cosby Show is ranked really high uh, at 16, which I guess at the time, yes, very big. Arrested Development, too. Like, yes, it was fine, but I don't know. Just having it above some others is surprising. Here's really here's going to tell me how that list is. is. Where's Fresh Prince? Uh, not as high as you want it to be. Okay. Yeah, Maybe. it's it's behind all of these shows. Just like I thought, the, the, this list lost all the most modern show, like it made in the last twenty years, to come in the top ten. Parks and Rec at number nine. Seems fair. Okay, but Parks and Rec isn't better than The Office. I think that's well established by anybody with. I mean, they have it ahead of Thirty Rock as well. Thirty Rock's a pretty good show. I've been Parks watching and that Rec lately. Is great. It's ahead of Curb. Curb was twelve. Okay, then that's just dumb. yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, now I'm especially when they 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 were like, we're going to make this as about shows who really were not only funny but they hit on serious topics and they were innovative for other shows. And like Curb is checks all those boxes, you know? Yeah, but yeah, one was The Simpsons. Two, Cheers. Three, Seinfeld. Hmm. Four, I Love Lucy. Five, All in the Family. Six, MASH. Mary Tyler Moore Show right after that. Where did they have Leave it to Beaver? No Leave it to Beaver in here. Oh, if my dad finds out. Mm -hmm. Honeymooners comes in. Going to lose his freaking mind. Really weird. (laughs) Oh, man. Some good ones in there, though. Some of those still hold up, too. I got an old episode of Dick Van Dyke. Do they? Or Andy Griffith. Yeah, Andy Griffith still holds it pretty well. Where did they have Andy Griffith? Sorry. 
Uh, 14. Okay, my dad will be all right with that. Yeah. He'll just say top 10, but that's not terrible. Roush, uh, we had a lot of good times with the volleyball run. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Avery Skinner announced that she's transferring to Baylor, by the way. Oh, wow. Not that's a, surprising. It really, well. I, I guess mean, if I, you had to because of grad transfer rules. She, supposedly everybody on the volleyball team, like everybody, this is not a surprise to anybody. The seniors were coming out. They're bringing in one of the best recruiting classes coming in, and that's just kind of how normal colleges work. But she has an extra year of eligibility. She's getting into some grad program at Baylor that they don't have at Kentucky. Baylor's a lot closer to her They're from home. Texas, yeah. Yeah, so she'll just play her last year there. And uh, it's it as is, long as it, Maddie's staying around, then we're cool, right? It is really hard to think of it in like the context of basketball or football. Like if Baylor won the national championship and all those guys could come back, which they could, but instead they just went to other colleges. It'd be weird. I'd be yeah, like, huh, yeah. Wait, what, what? What's going on with that? But this is kind of how the collegiate amateur model is supposed to work. You went to a school for four years, you got a degree, you won a national championship, and you could come back if you wanted to. Oh, no, but she's not going to play volleyball her whole life, Roush. What she does in school actually matters. Mm-hmm. So she's going to go get a grad degree for free at Baylor on Baylor's dime, and Baylor's getting a great player out of it, but... You know, you win a national championship at Kentucky, all those girls could go wherever they want. And UK had the number one recruiting class in 2020. They have another great one in this go-around. So the volleyball uh, will continue to be pretty good, I'm sure. It's just kind of weird seeing these headlines. It probably won't be the last one, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange. I uh, I did see, though, that we could have another couple NCAA tournament runs to follow along with UK men's soccer. That's going, the one I'm excited about. What's the other? I'm they're, they're hosting uh, Wake Forest Thursday in the Sweet 16. That's that, in Lexington? That Yeah, at 9 p.m. I'm, it's got to be on TV somewhere, I would assume. Yeah, it's got to be on TV somewhere, I would assume. But that's tomorrow night. A that's, little thirsty Thursday, soccer, mm-hmm. 9 o'clock. The Cats versus Wake Forest. UK upset, I think, New Hampshire to get to the Sweet 16. And... Keep the uh, Wake Forest is really good, so this this would be a tough one for the Cats, but certainly not impossible. And Hellroush could have another fun little tournament run here. Yeah, so they they got a shutout thanks to their goalkeeper coming back because he went to Honduras to train for the Olympics in their national under twenty three team. Yeah, soccer is also pretty wild in that. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, he just missed most of his senior season, but came back. Uh, had a had a great match pitching the shutout. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't give a TV. I'm I'm assuming it would be like ESPN Plus at worst. Uh, but the other one, UK men's tennis, is going to host the NCAA tournament this weekend Hey-o. at the Boone Tennis Complex. They're the number 14 overall seed. Uh, they're going to host Cleveland State, Arizona, and Michigan this weekend, Friday and Saturday. I'm not. This is the part where like I'm guessing that it's team like. I just don't know how you could do a tournament with individuals and with team. I don't. I just don't because I remember Quigley a few years back was balling most people, and went pretty far. It, it works itself out. Like where, like if you're, you can, like if you're a good individual, your team may have not qualified, so you're all right to do that. And I think there are some instances though where people have to kind of figure out which one they have to choose or go with. But I will fully admit I don't really have a full on clue how it works. But the. It's it will be team though, from my understanding. Or playing people... Cleveland State on Friday. Okay. That's how the graphics set up on UK Athletics. UK versus Cleveland State, first round Friday. 
Go so. UK tennis. Suck it, Vikings. I'm excited for the soccer match tomorrow night, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll, that'll be, be great. Nice after get home night from Toronto. get home from volleyball and watch the end of that game. Be a good time. Y'all ready for an Indiana Kentucky soccer championship? Ooh, we almost had one not too, not too. What two, three years ago? Somewhere in that right. I think Kentucky Indiana, went to the Elite Eight. Did Indiana beat them? I mean, that's I think, probably what happened. I think that happened. Yeah, Indiana this, beats everybody. Uh, it's your Kentucky's one had good sport. Plenty of success against Indiana in the regular season, mind you. But right. I think they did knock him out in the tournament. A few What's years the ago. regular season mean? Justin. Oh, oh, popcorn box. Yeah, yeah. Rich, hey, tell, hey, I've got a. From you. Hey, I've got a good sport with soccer. I can back mm. this up. I could back this up. No, because I, I remember we were like, man, we could make a big X-Sports Radio road trip out to the Final Four, but it was in like Stan- it was at Stanford or something. We were mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, okay, good. Palo Alto. Hey, it's in North Carolina this year. I'm good for that. Ooh, this is a great time to bring up what our next texter says. You know what Justin's problem is? He's too nice. When he's proven wrong, <laughs> he just accepts it. I need him to hopelessly defend any bad take, regardless of facts presented to him. Yeah, Justin, you're. this is the one time you get – Soccer is the one thing you won't back down on because you actually have a, a spine and some a, a record to back it up with. You all think I actually came on this show to talk sports? I actually came on this show to practice marriage, so that's what I'm. I'm ready for marriage. Here's here's the real deal. What happened in 2018? <laughs> Kentucky number three overall got upset by Maryland in the Elite Eight. One to nil. If they had won that, they would have played Indiana in the Final Four. Ah. I think they'd already played earlier that season, and Kentucky had beaten Indiana. Maryland beat Indiana two nothing. It's so facto Kentucky better than Indiana. Mm -hmm. We did it. That's what it takes. Woo! Out of way, boys. We're the best. And Maryland went on to win the national championship. By the way, so it's kind of similar to when Kentucky beat LSU in 2007. LSU won the national championship. Ipso facto, Kentucky national champs. Sounds good to me. We mm-hmm. did it. We're the best. A texter says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. TJ, how did Alvarado dominate? Your words. Ask you. He had 10 points in 39 minutes, one of five from three. One assist as the point guard versus Askew in 39 minutes. I responded back and said, well, dominate, uh, if that word really bothers you, then I probably shouldn't have used it. But he was really great defensively. And a lot of people would point to the couple games before, and they'd probably be right. But, Roush, that was the game. That was like three straight games in a row, bad games for Askew. And it was like, okay. We got, mm, we got not a good sign. Yeah, but Alvarado uh, didn't score a ton of points. So if you don't like the word dominate, then just ignore it and use a different word. But was really good defensively in that game and was on the floor so long because Kentucky was having a tough time going up against him, if I remember correctly, which I very well could not be. But uh, you know who cares? Texter says I heard through the grapevine that Joel Justice talked a big game with recruiting and didn't produce as much as he said. Part of the reason why him and Cal had to part ways. Well, if Plumley Bro heard it through the grapevine, that's that. I, w- I will say that, like, I do think I, I wonder the information dynamics because it was really no surprise to anybody that Joel would talk to some people. Not like he was dishing out info, but he kind of, it was more of like a politician stance sometimes with him that, like, we feel confident, we like where we're at. And then, you know, you could get more here and there for some folks, I'm, I'm sure. But he, he would at least be friendly with the media. If you remember the early Cal days, Roush, though, like nobody talked to the media. No. Very no. few. 
And then, like, PV would be friendly with media, so he was nice to folks and whatnot. But I do wonder if we'll go back to, like, nothing, nothing gets out. yeah. Not Which that there's is, a lot getting out prior either. So that's kind of the scary thing if you're in the biz. It's like, okay, well, maybe even less and less is getting out. I feel out. like Coach O eventually did kind of become a – To a few folks. Yeah. He, he was pretty, pretty buddy-buddy with some people. Um, but, there, you know, there's times during the early Cal era, it was like there, – there was seemed like there was more pleasant surprises. And I was just kind of working behind the scenes to, to make things happen. That Brandon Knight, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, them both committing the same day. That was a blast. I don't think either one of those were huge surprises. That's so not really what I'm alluding to, but I just think we'll we'll have more fun. Yeah. I hope so, at least. Please. For well, the love I, I, of God. I, I, Illinois' rival site has an article of just like, what does losing Chin in Orlando mean for Illinois? I thought for sure it was going to be like a butt slapper fluff piece that like, hey, we'll be okay. No. They were like, this ain't good. <laughs> and they like mentioned the recruits that either one of them too. They were basically like Chin, he ran the AAU scene in Chicago. This is a major blow. We can get other people that have sources or that have ties, but nobody like Chin. And then for Antigua, they were just like, he if there was an international player, Antigua was going to get that person to Illinois. And they rattled off. It was like eight of them. Like eight people with international backgrounds, dual citizenship, whatever it may be. It it, it was uh Illinois ain't happy. Made you feel good about what you got coming yeah, in. No, really, it did. It, I, I thought for sure it was going to be like, listen, they helped Illinois, but at the end of the day, Underwood's leading the show. Mm-hmm. Not really. They, they were like, this ain't good, folks. So that's good news, at least. Texter says, Nick, I don't have any friends in the media. Wow, shots fired at Haley Minogue. Guess that's why she no longer comes on the show. Yep, the falling out between her and Roush. Yep. Uh that was me trying to defend that I didn't know the guy, even though by the time, like when we were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm buddies with Shaq over there. And they're like, oh, we're actually working with Shaq tomorrow. So uh, You're working with Shaq tomorrow? Well, Shaq was uh, going to be with that cameraman the following day. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, isn't, it, yeah. isn't Haley the uh, girl you stiffed at the track, TJ? <laughs> That's a stupid thing to say. Uh, so <laughs> the she got into our show, KRC Show Parlay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, so she just like lost money. She just gave away 10 bucks yeah. just like that. But it was cool that she did it. And uh, nice to have a little celebrity backing in our show parlays. We'll have to do another one for Preakness. That was fun. I couldn't do Derby Day. I wasn't around my phone enough to be able to do it. But at the track, yeah, she was while working making, too. Like, so she day. was working. She was right by where our seats were, but right by. Like, we walked out of our section, went through the concourse. Her media setup was by on the, the Derby Museum. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I think it was on the Derby Museum, but like our pavilion, they were different buildings. But like I could throw, you know, right, quarter yeah. at her if I wanted to or something like that. I her and her and uh, Doug Prophet. No, it wasn't. Like Ken no, I, I, I wanted to see. It was Ken Spencer. I wanted. To, I was hoping it was going to be Doug Prophet. No, no offense to Ken Spencer. Ken's a good dude. I like Ken. He used to live right by me. But yeah, I went over and heckled him for a little bit. <laughs> Definitely nice. wasn't drinking or anything like that. <laughs> And then later, but they I don't think they knew it was me because I think I had my mask on and uh, <laughs> sunglasses Gosh, on. So, so I went and got another beer and I came back and Kent was gone. It was just Haley. And I took, I was like, Haley, it was me that was yelling. She was like, oh, yeah, I knew that was you. I was like, yeah, you, yeah, did, you did not gotcha. know. <laughs> but then I realized that like how many people have probably done that to them today. And then I just contributed to it. Yep. But I was like, thanks for getting in the show parlay. Sorry it lost. Did you uh, did you see the video that Dominique Yates put out uh, of his stand up where he no. was he was re- doing a kind of post derby wrap up video and he just needed to 
kind of finished and it was showing his kind of quote unquote heckler where there's some dude from Australia was trying to give him this koala pen. He's like, now you've got your qualifications. And <laughs> wow. Very, very funny. And like some people were like, man, I just, uh, you know, you get those media people who, you know, the big J's got to protect the big J's. Like I just, people are the worst. He's like, no, I actually, it, I was kind of happy. Like it made it fun to have people back to where stuff like this happens again. So, you know, I'm glad they're good sports. Yes, they are. Uh, There's I think a they, fine I think line they have, I think in being a jerk too. and being like, oh, this is just kind of all in good fun. Sure. We got some of that good fun back last weekend. It felt it felt good. And uh, speaking of which, you on Monday you were like, all right, Derby was a good kind of test run. Let's, let's get things back open. Dan McDonald. Oh, man. Can't win the big one, but he's got a lot to say. He does. Here's what he said after their big win over Vanny. It was actually a really nice I'm win I'm ready for to open this place up. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, I'm beyond frustrated. I'm tired of it. We're an outdoor sport. I mean, let's go, people. Turn on the Masters. Watch the Derby. Watch the games in the SEC and in other ballparks. It's an outdoor sport. You want to risk it, you risk it. Like, I'm, I'm tired of playing games without people in the stands. So let's open it up and let's let our fans come and let's let them enjoy some Louisville baseball. And then I'll be a little more excited to host a regional because unfortunately I haven't had a regional atmosphere yet. Right? Do we not agree? Actually, he's pumped up. I like the, if you want to risk it, risk it. If you don't, don't like there's, that's it. I mean, I don't really see the problem. I, I would get if you would want to even, yeah, no, I'm fine. Fine about me. So what uh, a lot of folks have been saying from from the get-go, but especially now that vaccinations are wildly available. It's one thing that I, just, I don't get with politicians. It's like they're wildly available and people aren't getting them. So what are you, what are you going to do? Yeah. Either – are you going to force them? You can't them? force – yeah, you can't. So. And if you want to have a better incentive, then get a better incentive. But the incentive right now of promising to open things back up, people aren't buying into it. Because people are just doing what they want, anyways. Well, it's, it, it's weird, and I'm I, more people like Dan need to speak out and as passionately as he did, uh, because it's just even Ohio, they're not they don't have a date for when they're going to get things back open. Well, the thing, the thing is too, Terry. Like, I don't know what at this point. What if somebody hasn't gotten the vaccine, they're probably not going to get it. They may. I mean, they may. There are. I, I think there are people that are just kind of. I want to wait and see a little bit longer. And I think the Johnson and Johnson thing scared some folks. There are probably some, but yeah, the vast majority. If you wanted to get it, it was already there to get. It's there to get today. I mean, I'm one of those people. I haven't gotten it, but I'm not. Oh. I'm not. Oh, you son of a. I'm not setting my ways, Nick. Where I'm like, eh, I'm not gonna get it. I mean, if if the opportunity arises down the road and you all are still all standing, then then I might entertain it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, if people want to get it, then go get it. If they don't, then that's a choice that they're making. I think everybody understands the risk of the coronavirus, or at least up to uh, enough of the risk of it. But uh, I liked that passionate speech. And the way that they're doing Super Regionals this year kind of weird, too. So, like, it's not going to just be your top 16 seeds automatically, or, mm-hmm. or, and then your top eight among Oh, yeah. I, yeah, they're doing it weirdly this year. Um, I should say Regionals, and then going into Super Regionals. They're set so. sites. I think so, and I don't know if U of L has been guaranteed one or not, but uh, they're kind of going to some of their hot spots that, like, they know they can get some crowds. But they all, but if you go to the SEC, in the in what they're saying that like Ole Miss has averaged more fans 
in baseball games this year than the Yankees. Wouldn't surprise me. If I'm Dan McDonald, uh, like I'm like, we're trying to recruit too. Well, you know, like we're selling atmospheres and stuff like that. I get it with this pandemic; people can understand that. But if they can do it down there and we can't do it here, that ain't that's not that's. And, not he, and this is this is different than Dan Mullen in September. You know, he's reading the room. We're we're looking pretty good when it comes to COVID stuff right now. We're not worried about flattening the curve and all that. We got and, vaccines. And if you are still concerned, and if you and I can understand why some folks would be. You don't have to go. You don't have to go to crowded spaces. But you can enjoy the outside now without a mask. So there is that. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll keep getting to the text line. 502-414-1450. Cinco de Mayo edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Big Exports Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96. one FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. Car Stuff KY. They're on Instagram and Facebook, and I highly recommend you go and follow them so you can get a better idea of what Car Stuff has. You hear a place called Car Stuff, you'd figure that they'd have stuff for your car, but they also have stuff for your bike as well. So you can get your bike audio, bike parts, bike detailing, bike repairs, but they do specialize in their name. That is Car Stuff. They have everything for your car, wheels and tires, auto body supply, remote starts, car audio, car audio installations. I know winter is far from around the corner, Roush, but... Get the car audio installation. Don't wait till you don't push it off till November. Just get it in the summer and then boom, AC as well. People Bam. forget. That's a nice thing for your car. So go ahead and just take care of that at Car Stuff KY. They're at 5725 Bargetown Road. Give them a call, 502-239-9554. Car Stuff KY on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, so I've always wondered, is that uh like bike is in motorcycle or bicycle? Motorcycle. Motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. So Classic. you can't just take your bike there and Classic Super Troopers scene. <laughs> Biker. Oh, biker. Texter says, I'm with Hoosier Dingus. You don't get that a lot. Come on. Oh, wait. Uh, do we miss the horse racing? Horse racing is, in fact, stinky, like Terry's mic. Oh, boo. Another texter says, I'm with Hoosier Dingus. Never seen Star Wars. Never wanted to see Star Wars. Who the hell wants to see people swing lightsabers around? Not me. People <laughs> who haven't seen Star Wars love telling you they haven't seen Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But it's the it's the same thing on the adverse of that. People who've seen Star Wars love telling you they've seen Star Wars. I, when Star have Wars. I, when just, have I gone up to you and been like, I've seen Star, Star Wars? Star Wars just invokes passion, both both sides. Can you imagine if you were at just out and a stranger came up to you around your age and they're just like, Hey, I've seen Star Wars. The thing is, what TJ, would you say back to that? Like, oh, so me, is almost everybody else. I would in the have world. been like, Oh my gosh, me too. No, the reason why Justin, you are a Hoosier dingus is because the anti-Star Wars folks. Or they just miss the ship. You're like, oh, I'm missing out on something. So now I have to be very against it for really no reason at all. 
Uh, I don't think that's true at all. I mean, I gave you all a reason yesterday. 25 hours is a reason enough to not hop on that shit. No, 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 yep. no. That's, that's what I had the opportunity when I was younger saying, to watch it. But really, you just don't like using your imagination. To, you don't like fiction. Uh, you don't like fiction. Yeah, I guess you could say like, that. What is your favorite fictional piece of anything? You probably didn't watch Harry Potter. Harry Potter is the only... That's your one That's exception? That's my one, yeah. Did you read the books when you were a kid Absolutely. Or so that, okay. I have an imagination, just not a good one. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you like Jurassic Park? Uh, Jurassic Park was good, but that's real. I mean, that happened at one point. No. Not with no. people, but I mean, <laughs> there, no. there was like, there not was, we, we've never story. cloned an island of dinosaurs, uh, and then well, the island had an electrical failure, so it, the dinosaurs got out. It at least had the feeling of something that could have happened. I love Jurassic Park. I mean, couldn't... I've couldn't always been a dinosaur Theoretically, guy. that we get space technology where we're going all over the galaxy? Nope. That can't happen? Nope. I mean, it's literally happening. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah, not buying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, I just go back with the yes and no. <laughs> Texter says, random thought, what is Aaron Rodgers was picked up by the Steelers in some odd scenario? Come on. Bring him down. I'd be all right with I'm that. I'm here. Uh, I mean... Would you would you join us, TJ? No, I'm not. I'm I am pro Packer in this. Rogers being a baby, the whole thing's obnoxious. Like I, he's again the best to ever throw a football. I'm not ever backing off that stance. But I'd buy you a Rogers Steelers jersey, Aaron. You got. I mean, at best, you had two years left. So I've I've done more. You know, I've listened and read articles on all this. Is it, it's all so silly, and I and I think Aaron probably regrets it. All things considered, if he could go back in time from this leaking out. Also, it was funny where he was like at Derby where he was like, I'm just disappointed this has gotten out. I love Green Bay. He was like, you're disappointed it got it out. It was your people that got it out. Green Bay has no benefit in this stuff getting out. None at all. It's horrible for Green Bay. So it's all on you that it got out in the first place. And secondly, it seemed like there was kind of a gentleman's agreement that Rodgers was going to do this year – upcoming this upcoming season and then he was going to get traded where he wanted to go and right. get one more big deal from another team for especially money. when you've you've got a pretty nice setup this year still you know and that's the thing is that like green bay if rogers leaves after this year that's 25 million open in cap space they think at that point love would be able to come over and be at least good enough to maybe contend for the playoffs not winning a super bowl realistically and then you don't really take a dip and then it's just you're kind of off running again you still have love on his rookie contract and you're good to rock and roll into the future. And then Rodgers went back to Green Bay and was like, "We want, I want a long-term deal, actually, with you all, and I want it now. And then Green Bay was like, well, that's – hold on. we got to think about this because we're running fran- – you know, these are still – the GMs, it's his job. It's other people's jobs in the franchise. Rodgers can go off into the sunset, do whatever he wants, but these people at Green Bay are going to be left picking up the pieces if things don't go well in this whole situation. So I'm team Green Bay on all this stuff. So then Green Bay was like, we got to think about this. Supposedly, Green Bay came back and was like, okay, you know what? Change of plans. We will go long-term with you, but the money's got to be right where we can you know, still put pieces good enough around you. Supposedly, Rodgers was so put off that they didn't instantly say yes to the long-term deal that, he's that they had to think about it and like right, come up right. with what their plan was, that it was, oh, well, you waited too long, and now I just don't know what I want to do. So really disappointed in Aaron. Still love him, you know. Your your brother can disappoint you from time to time, but you still go over there and give him a noogie, a little slap on the butt, and then watch him just throw the tightest spiral you'll ever see out there on the field. My uh, so good. My favorite take on this was Terry Bradshaw's. What was this? Let him cry. Let him cry. Retire. 
Oh yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I don't want them to do any of those things, but like Green Bay's got to hold their ground on this stuff. It's just great to see that in print, and you can hear Terry Bradshaw saying it. You know, ah, Terry when Bradshaw. Did, what a guy. I just I just don't understand when did Aaron Rodgers become such a damn diva? Like oh. I liked Aaron Rodgers. I always have. I've never had an issue with Aaron Rodgers, but now it's like, when did it all become all about him? Yeah, I he's hate always it. been kind it. of a moody, you know. I, I guess I just never saw that side of him. Well, but. I've never brought in the family aspect of Aaron Rodgers just because I don't think it's fair and you don't know the whole side of the stories and all that. But he's Aaron Rodgers has always just done what Aaron Rodgers has wanted to do. He's very charitable, supposedly does a lot in Green Bay and especially in Milwaukee and I'm sure in surrounding parts of Wisconsin. But he's always going to do what he wants to do. So I think when he felt a little disrespected, it was kind of, all right, well then – you all had a chance to make me happy. You didn't, and uh, we'll go from there. But totally Team Green Bay on this. I do not want him to go to Pittsburgh. I want him to play one more damn year at Green Bay. We're 26-6 and six the last two regular seasons. Like it, We're right there. You had three chances to go take the lead in the fourth quarter against Tampa Bay at home, and you came up short. Like mm. It's all right there for the Green Bay goal. and Rodgers to take it. One more year, let's give it another shot, and then everybody can move on and be happy. And even if, and I think this can be settled because Green Bay can just say, listen, you do this one year, you can go wherever you want. We'll trade you in the NFC if you want to. Whatever team's going to give you the most money, we'll make it happen. One more year where you're all in for it. And then, you know what? Rodgers would have incentive to go out there and play well one more year because, one, is he ever going to be closer to a Super Bowl? Probably not. Two, the better he plays, he's coming off an MVP season, the better he plays, the more money he can get from some jabronis on the West Coast if that's what he wants so badly. Sick of it. It hasn't even been a week yet, Russ. <laughs> hasn't even been a week. Oh, You heard it here first. Aaron Rodgers, at some point, will play for the 49ers. I don't think that's all that hot of a take. There are there are Love a portion it. of Packers fans, though, they're like, it's dumb not to trade them. Just go rob a team blind. I, I don't... I don't I don't buy into that. I think you I think you could get I think it's all right taking a little step back, not getting trade values to kind of send a message. Some people would call that stubborn and dumb, but you just can't give the baby his bottle anytime he cries. That's not setting a good precedent for all your players. Mm. Hey, you sign a contract. You're under it. If you don't want to play football, then cool. You don't have to. Free country. Hey, gents. So went to my first golf tourney over the weekend. We got to free country takes. (laughs) PGA event, but pro-am. Having played golf for fun since high school, that was a great experience. Incredible course, views of the mountains. Also never seen people so old, white people, just obliterated. Oh, and still so quiet. Uh, and still so quiet, I think is what they meant. Mm-hmm. Also, I guess etiquette isn't too big in pro-ams because I spent most of my time in the 18th hole watching guys scream profanities with bad finishes. Keep up the good work and prayers up to TJ's Packers. I'll pray my Vikings won't beat you all too bad next year. Nah, skull, not the dip, by 50, Rocket City Rob. I always forget Rocket City Rob's a Vikings fan. It's my least favorite thing about him. Yeah, if you've never been to a golf event, there are big parties. That is a good point. You get though, people out at just in like good weather, open air events. The the brews really start flowing. It is a good point though that just how many just hammered people there are, but oh, yeah. somehow, some way, they still remain quiet. The events I've been at Valhalla, Ryder Cup, PGA, uh, PGA. I contribute to it. That was a, one of my more embarrassing efforts, all things considered. But uh, yeah, people just go out there and drink for hours on end. You know the uh, PGA Championships coming back to Valhalla in twenty twenty four. I had forgotten that. How about that? It's fun. I'll uh, have a three-year-old by that time. Jeez, almost three-year-old. 
It's crazy. Yeah. So probably won't be like the last time I was out there. Letter to the editor and Sunday CJ has commonly understood def- has a the commonly understood definition oh, of the South and, End. And you know what? Here is Did the your dad write this in Texas End? No, no, no. Because this actually is anti Roush in one aspect, but pro Roush in another. Okay, you want me so, to read it or you want to read it? Uh, I'll I'll just read the one section because they, they basically had a gripe about a housing development that's going to be in Oklahoma and the CJ said it was in the South End. The, this letter of the editor says, The south end of Louisville is roughly from the U- University of Louisville on the north, Crittenden Drive on the east, 7th Street on the west, and the old Louisville city line on the south, a half mile or so south of Airquay Park. So, in between Airquay Park and the University of Louisville, what, what's in between that, TJ? Do you know? Oh, uh, Jim Patterson Stadium. Anything else? Beeple Brady's. And the twin spires of Churchill Downs. This is just one person's suck opinion. It. And if there's one thing we've suck learned it. about this you show is you hear terrible it. opinions suck frequently. It. So here's just take another one. Just suck it and suck it. It's wild suck for it. anybody suck. to suck think it. that the take south end of Louisville is roughly the University of Louisville on the north. That's just wild to say, hey, our south end goes from here. To how far back did they end up saying they went? To south of Iroquois Park. The A half mile. Of south of Iroquois Park, basically to like Plaquemine. Oh, so Road. South End just gets all Louisville. That's cool. Well, no, but they're they're <laughs> That's even, awesome. they're excluding though where I grew up in Pleasure Ridge Park, Valley Station, Shively. You grew up in Fair. PRP. Yeah, technically. I thought you were Beachmont through and through. I grew up PRP. Oh, so you got no ties to the South End? You can get the hell out. <laughs> Roush's thinking about moving out of the South End, folks. Just make sure you text him personally about it. <laughs> Looking in the housing market, and they're on their way out, folks. Although, I guess South End is I pretty mean, much everywhere. Yeah, we can make it everywhere. But I do like, though, that this person differs in my definition of the South End, but still includes Churchill Down. So, suck it, Terry. That's just another bad opinion. <laughs> Good morning, KRC. What's your favorite Marvel movie? Have a great show, UK Pass. Not a huge Marvel guy. But I think Gar- just the first Guardians of the Galaxy was the most fun Marvel's movie I've watched in the first sitting. I really think the the best origin movie, like where you get the the, the pure best first one, is that that first Iron Man that started all. That that's a that's a great kind of. Ooh, this is. I mean, it's just great overall. But between Guardians and then Civil War is really good. So, like, those are, I mean, obviously those are considered Marvel movies, like the the epic ones where they bring everybody in. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, cheating to say that that's one of like, your favorites? No, no. Cause the, it's I, like saying, like, what's your favorite like football in, game? Well, the Super Bowl. Like, Avengers Affinity War is great, too. Yeah, I, I like that even better than Endgame. Because it's like, oh, man, it just leaves you hanging. Mm-hmm. It's great. But just first watch, first time going through it. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy was just a real hoot. Especially the soundtrack. It's so great. And it's Your head bopping the whole time. Chris Pratt, skinny, looking good. That's the one thing that's different about Marvel than, you know, all the DC stuff. They take themselves too seriously over there. Like, Marvel's like, it's a comic book. We're going to have some fun. We're going to make some jokes. It's good. Good old-fashioned fun. I've never seen a single Marvel movie. Just looked them up. Great, man. That's cool. Not one. And I get it. I get it. I get frustrated with him, but then, you know, I've never had a burger. So, yeah. but like, I don't go around. I know that's, that's, I eat burgers all the time. I actually had one for lunch yesterday to go burger. I mean, I watch movies all the time. Fast food burger. They all based on a true story. But I don't Most like, I, you know, 
I'm not a huge Marvel fan, but there's good movies there, Justin. Yeah, I was just Guardians of the Galaxy. I was just answering the text. That wasn't me coming in bragging about how. But that's I haven't the seen least any. surprising thing ever. I haven't, uh, I haven't superhero seen superhero movies. I can say with 100 percent confidence you'd like Guardians of the Galaxy. Probably so. There's there's probably watch a lot of these. A, just watch on a Wednesday. There's probably a lot of these movies I would like, like The Incredible Hulk. All I'm sure I would love it on a Wednesday for J.K. Would just he'd be he'd change his tune. Mm-hmm. But no, instead it's going to be what. Bass, bass fishing tonight? Do you Probably. ever watch fishing? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you imagine? And people, you know, and like there's grown-ups that are like, I just can't imagine watching people play video games. Yeah. Grandpa, you watch people fish and hunt for six hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fun? You're watching you know, people play a game. You know what's funny is I'm one of those people that I just, I can't see how people can watch people play video games. But I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the I other side either. of it, too. I, I can't watch people play video games either. <laughs> I don't do it, but I can sure as hell watch people play sports really well, better yeah. than I can. And right. at the end of the day, that's kind of the same mold, right? Exactly. Right. So right. I don't make fun of people that love it. I don't do it, but... Uh, all right, so Justin's got bass fishing on when he gets back from work tonight. That's right. Need to get you some salsaritas, buddy. I'm debating going today for sure. Yeah, you'll be gosh, long work day for Justin. Keep him in your thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Texture but says, hey, but it's my Friday, so it's all good. <sighs> now don't feel bad for you. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> can't feel bad for you. Finished my three lessons with Bob Cook yesterday. What a guy and what a pro. He got my swing right, and he we had a great time doing it. Highly suggest you set up your appointments during the work day and sneak over. Ooh, yeah, man, th- that's, what the, a great... that's the way to do it, Texter. And he will make you a better golfer. And this is a good way to talk about our friend Bobby Cook over there off Exit Four in Southern Indiana. It's just anywhere from about ten to twenty minutes from where you may be living in Louisville. It's a really easy drive. It's a really cool building. It's an awesome location. BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com to learn more. You can get lessons, really however many number you want. But what I suggest is three hundred and fifty bucks. Doesn't get better than that. $50 a lesson. He will make you a better golfer. 812-913-4415 to learn more. You can just go there and not get lessons. You can go hit the virtual range. You can play courses with your friends, BYOB. BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com to learn more. Texter, I'm glad you went, and uh, we'll need to get a KRC little golf outing mm-hmm. together soon, and we can see your skills. TC from Lexington here. Morning, hey, TC. Gents, so it seems like things are – Rounding out that we may get Frederick and Washington. Say we add someone like the Georgia Tech point guard or Wheeler. With those two, how do you feel about the roster then, assuming Brooks comes back? And then he said, well, never mind. You guys just covered that right off the jump. Ha! What about Kentucky reaching out to Gary Ayer from Syracuse? Mean anything? I think... We mentioned that yesterday. I think this is a little Orlando Antigua flavor coming in off the bat. And... I uh, I like this kid from Syracuse a lot. I just don't know how it fits. Right. And if I was Hopkins, I wouldn't love the idea of them bringing in this because this this dude from Syracuse is a great rebounder for his size at six foot seven. So I don't know how that would work out. Uh, Quincy Guerriere is that pronounced his right name? Um, yeah, we'll go whatever. With it. People always know that we're not. But he, he averaged right. like thirteen and seven last year, and he sounds yeah, like four, your typical four. Syracuse player, just long, lengthy, like. Six seven three that played the bottom of that two three zone. International dude. I would have went with Gary A. That's fine. Says Gary A works for me too. It's French though, so yeah. Yeah. It's from Amantia. Uh six and seven, two hundred and twenty pounds. Average, let's just round up, eight uh fourteen points, eight rebounds a game. That's just kind of like a your your garbage man, you know, like he'll go do a little bit of everything and anything for you. Cal loves having those guys. Who doesn't love having those guys? He plays kind of an undersized four, 
And yeah, bring him on board. But if you get him, it probably either means like Brooks is leaving or something like that. But I think this is Cal casting a wide net. This kid's good, though. Yeah, it's just the initial contact kind of thing, too. You know, he took a huge jump from his freshman to sophomore year, and I don't see any reason why he couldn't make another jump forward as well. Jump, jump. Jim Bayam has a tough time jump, keeping jump. dudes, doesn't he? I mean, people, I guess, could say that about Cal. Oh, he lost Askew. He's lost these guys. But, like, Kentucky's always bringing in awesome guys, too. doesn't seem like Syracuse generally reloads the same way. But there, Jim Bayham just still picking his boogers up in Syracuse, mm. living life, loving life. Wacky Wednesday joke. What does Buffett stand for? Buffet. Buffet stand. <laughs> well, I was thinking. It's funny how that works. What does Buffet stand for? Big, ugly, fat, eating together. Yeah, not bad. T- just not a good Wednesday joke. Yeah, sounds like a not a good joke any day of the week. Yeah. We're going to be frank with you. Sounds like a Bulletie's Beast kind of joke. <laughs> I think I would give Bulletie's Beast more credit than that. Mm. But then again, you don't see eye to eye with Bulletie's Beast. Nope, we've got a feud. Yeah, it's uh, ugly. It's, it's, an ugly, it's an ugly feud. Hey, still, Bulletie's Beast, let's get a beer together sometime, buddy. Which, uh, by the way, haven't heard from Shay, so I hope he's having a happy honeymoon after getting I've married on I've seen some Derby. pictures. Uh, the wedding looked beautiful, and I heard nothing but good things about it, Shay, from my inside sources. So, happy anniversary, and uh, or happy wedding day, I should say. Anniversary would be in a year, I suppose. And uh, happy honeymoon, is what I meant to say. There we go. TJ, I get your worry about Ty-Ty getting the rim, but at the same time, how many times has Cal got this right with a freshman guard versus how many times has he missed? Don't have too much recency bias and trust the process, fam. Give me Ty-Ty, Frederick, Alvarado, and who we got, and let's get it. Ultimately, yes, I would like that. I'm, I'm fine with that. Let's roll with it. If that if Kentucky can lock that up, that's that's pretty darn good. I think it could be a little bit better, but that's getting a little picky. But that's pretty good. And you're right. It's just, for me, it's as simple as you have you could get somebody that's proven to be able to do it in college versus somebody that you're pretty sure should be able to do it. Like, I think Ty Ty Washington will be a good player. Um, I've said that I think that he'd take a huge leap his sophomore year. So if he goes to Kentucky, we'll see if that happens. But um, I just, it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. And generally, mm-hmm. they say that the devil you know is better. So I would want somebody that's proven it at the college level more so. But Tata is going to be a nice, really, really nice college player. Kentucky be lucky to have him if they can get him. So, yeah, go ahead. I'd roll with that lot backcourt. That'd be fine with me. Ooh, here's a good Wednesday question. If y'all were characters from the Sandlot, who would be who? So during our double daily dip break, I took a Sandlot pull. Ooh, what'd you get? I would I would think I would be yeah, yeah. I got Mr. Myrtle. That's what I was going to say. Who's Mr. Myrtle? The old man? Mm-hmm. It that says, Hercules? you're wise, you're cool, you're sage, oh, beyond Jesus. your years. Jesus. You've probably been told you're an old soul. People, people often come to you with their problems, and you're always full of good advice. You're also super cool, probably good looking, have a great oh, head of goodness. hair. <laughs> Is this one of those Facebook things? <laughs> no, Justin, you're just falling for it. I would, I would but think, I did get Mr. Myrtle. I would think that... TJ, you could potentially be the catcher. That's a little because, and not weight based, but I could see you just talking a lot of trash and like getting like happily getting under other. What about Wendy Peppercorn and telling (laughs) stories? Oh, do you do we think Justin could be Squints? I was thinking Smalls seems like a pretty natural fit. Actually, Smalls does kind of seem like (laughs) like we're just trying to hold Justin's hand through radio (laughs) through his takes. Damn it, Justin, have a backbone. Yeah, Smalls is pretty Steal from your dad, by God. <laughs> yeah, Smalls actually is a really good one. 
So the you, talking for me, I think I'd be yeah, yeah. You went with Benny the Jet for yourself. Oh, I, would, I mean, we all would want to be Benny the Jet, right? But come on, yeah, no Benny the Jet. I'm fine with Mr. Myrtle. I think it's a good character to be. Great nobody, voice. No, nobody has any bad things to say about Mr. Myrtle. No, he doesn't rock the boat too much. Well, except that like he keeps everybody. Well, but he's nice though. He's yeah, you just, to get you just to know. had to ask. Just yeah. knock on the door. Exactly. Actually, uh, you're more of a squints, Terry. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you're a squints. Squints, God, come on. Texture says, last year we got to see Gatewood and Bo Allen a few times. I, that's You're right. I mean, we got Gatewood a whole game, and you're right, we got to see Bo Allen a few times. I realized the only playing time was when the game was pretty much over, but I feel like when Gatewood came in, the offense didn't look much different. Allen came in, and there was a few oppressive throws. Has Gatewood really improved that much? I, that's a totally fair text. And one that realistically we don't have an answer to because we didn't get to see. Yeah, and and we didn't I, get to see anything that happened in the spring. I would say too that the two or three series we got of Bo Allen is against Vanderbilt. They stink. Georgia's defense good. Uh, I would also say that Joey Gatewood can be better if he has a better offense to work with. And let's be frank, that offense stunk last year. Schematically, like people didn't get schemed open. Uh, and if you've got guys like Wondell Robinson out there too, that can make you look like a lot better quarterback. So I do think that having more to work with can make him that much better or at least appear that much better. Just saw the next text that came in, and I'm sorry. It took away what I was going to say next. You're fine. You're My brother totally sent in a text. No. We may just have to ban him. Yeah, <laughs> we might have to. I feel like Levis has a big hill to climb to build chemistry with his receivers. And just his teammates in general. Feels like the team really likes both Bo and Gatewood. And I think the early thing I heard, too, was that Gatewood does have a little bit more camaraderie. For, like, he's just a little bit more of a vocal guy. So there, there's probably a, a little bit better fit there. But Levis will be there whenever they come back on campus in May or at the end of May uh, after Memorial Day. So you have two months of messing around on the, the practice fields and everything to, to to befriend folks. Is Levis getting to build that chemistry at all over Zoom or no? I mean how with much any can, of the I mean with any of the I players. Mean, and just getting to know each I'm other. I'm sure and stuff. he's probably texted some guys every once yeah. in a while, but like I mean obviously the on field from afar, you know. Obviously the on field chemistry's stuff's gonna have to wait, but I mean there's still that opportunity to get to know your teammates and stuff yeah, before and, you get there. And I'm sure that he's been in some meetings, but how many of those meetings are the players talking with one another and the coaches not doing it, you know? So, a little bit different. Uh, Texter says, forgive me if this is a dumb question, but why isn't Levis on campus yet? Um, He had to finish his school. At Penn State. He had to finish his spring semester. Yeah, it kind of stunk. It's it's something you wish – that you, but like again, this you know these kids are in college. Sometimes it's just not as easy as other people. But it did. I, I was really bummed when when he committed. I was excited, and then you realize he wasn't going to be here in the spring, and it was like ah crap. Yep, crap is right. Hey, but got a degree from Penn State and found it. So good for him. Uh, John here. Good morning, all. Hey guys, I recently hurt my lower back, and I was wondering, do you guys ever deal with this? And if so, what is your go-to treatment? Uh, stretching, heat pad, heat bag. Say. What do you think of the animated cartoon, The PJs? Was it overrated or underrated? I thought it had its funny moments. Well, got to go talk to you later. I don't think I've ever heard of the show, The PJs, before. Never in my life. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that you just made that up. Also, John, get you a... uh, From 1999, like, Eddie Murphy was in it, apparently? 
What's those things, Brett? F- oh, copper fit. Get you a copper fit for your back, John. They work wonders. Wouldn't a copper fit for your back just be like a corset? Oh, my goodness. Basically. These but car- it works. Just looking at them is unsettling. <laughs> These cartoons. It's like, oh. Like, the mouths are all... This is really... Really weird. Really inhuman-looking characters. But, uh, you know, animated cartoons. I loved them growing up. Yeah, I just do you remember the stage of your life, Roush, when you were like, man, I think I, I I'm supposedly I'm too old for cartoons, but I still like watching them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause especially because I had younger siblings. I was oldest. So oh, I would watch some of theirs. Yeah, so I was the youngest. Obviously. But I didn't want my friends to know it. Yeah, too. Right. Well, I couldn't have my siblings know it either. But I was like, man, they're, I'm going to get laughed at if I'm watching cartoons. But like, I still kind of think it's funny. And then I, I got to a point where I was like, maybe I'm just going to be like the kid that always likes cartoons growing up. I still do like cartoons. I remember the sport. PJs now. I don't remember the PJs. Even looking them up, I don't remember I mean, them. They, they are very unsettling look. <laughs> like, it's just, this is not look like human. Kind of like how Big Mouth, like, I just, they look so weird that I, I don't even want, want to get into it. But I'm also kind of, kind of over adult cartoons. Yeah. South Park. I'll still do that every once in a while. But even like Family Guy, I'm just South like, Park oh, I'm just good. has a pass to make fun of whatever they want. So. I like it. Right. And they make fun of everything both ways, and it's pretty good. What's the one SEC school you kind of irrationally hate? Like, there's not really a single reason for it. You just don't like them. It's probably Missouri and Mississippi State. For me, they're both ugly stepchild. They don't really excel at anything, and I get madder when we lose to them compared to most SEC teams. Me, it's Vanderbilt. They're, they're just not an SEC school. They're not an SEC team. They don't belong in the conference. So if they beat Kentucky at anything that I care about, it's – bothersome because it shouldn't happen. And the fact that they're even so dominant baseball ticks me off. But it's you know, I get it. You gotta be good at something. But Vanderbilt's the team that I don't I've I have good times every time I go to Nashville. But one, Nashville's not in like not It's not a Vanderbilt town. It's not it's not yeah. a college town at all. You know, it's just a big city. It's a big tourist city. That um I, I like that you said Vandy because I do have reasons for hating all the other schools. <laughs> you know like Well everybody should have a reason one way or another, but just that's like consistently I dislike Vandy and Kentucky's kind of own them. So I don't have a ton of reasons to dislike them. Like you know? South Carolina, I guess is close to it because I don't like, I just love kicking the crap out of them. You mm-hmm. know, everybody likes that. Yeah. But I enjoy going down there. Oh, this is a good text into the show. <laughs> Running through the house with a pickle in my mouth. Hashtag misbehaving. That's coming back soon, right? No, maybe making that up. Um, Something's coming back that's good this summer. Yeah, we were talking about that. Dave, uh, Ted Lasso, and uh, Master of None were just, a big three for me. Just started Ted Lasso. So far, so good. Like, the first episodes three and four have been a little slow. Like, kind of the same thing. Like, we get it. The locker room doesn't like each other. Let's let's move it together. So, they started filming Righteous Gemstones uh, last or in March. This past March? Yeah, so oh, nice. it, it'll probably be next spring, I would think, by the yeah. time they get through production and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ted Lasso, you can go through those quickly. Texter says, based on how TJ's feet smell, I say he's more like the beast. Oh, I'm more like the beast, but it ain't because of my feet. And, by the way, dogs have good-smelling feet, so they smell yeah, like Fritos, you, you psycho. You, yeah, seriously, get the hell out of here. At worst, they smell like wet grass, which isn't the end of the world. But mostly Fritos. Roush, give us 30 seconds to end the show of your resort. I don't know what resort thought is on Darren Henshaw. Your true thoughts on Darren Henshaw? Maybe. 
feel like you've been sitting on it for a while. Let the hate out. I just feel like th- that every other person that took blame in last year's ineptitude had redeeming qualities. I don't know what Darren Henshaw did aside from get Steven. Maybe you give him some credit for Steven Johnson. That was really the extent of what I think you were saying. That texter, I get what you're saying, texter, that it seemed like Roush had like an axe to grind against him. I think Roush was just coming from a point of like, we blame Terry. We blame the wide receivers. We blame Grand. We blame Stoops. Why is nobody talking about the quarterback coach for the lack of development with quarterbacks? Yeah, because and that, Terry that, Wilson, is, that was a fair take he, even when I wanted that staff to stay. He had the Florida game. Eddie Grand had the Lynn Bowden. He had the two 1,000-yard rushers in 16. But, like, Hinshaw, I mean, I, like I said, I mean, I guess you give him some credit for Steven Johnson and the way he played. But there is a – yeah, nobody else is blaming that guy. Well, and it's a new staff. So, yep. turning uh, a new leaf. We'll new see page. how it goes. All right. Thanks for all the texts into the show. Everybody have a good Enjoy your salsaritas today. Drink responsibly. Go to salsaritas. Tell them that the KRC trio sent you. Everybody have a good Wednesday. Roll, go.